the, uh, the, uh, the presentation team, drop down to that text. We're going to read Romans 6, verse 4. Romans 6, verse Okay, Let's read it together. We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism. Let's start over. Y'all with me? Y'all? It's up on the screen. Let's read it together. We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. We too might what? Walk in newness of life. Amen, somebody. Y'all look good. I see a lot of y'all got on your African apparel. You know, I, I did do the shirt. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I see some folk got on, got on full... Uh, uh, Wakanda regalia. <laughs> Amen. I'll I, I, I go for that next year. I saw some stuff on Facebook, you know, Facebook. That says, I said, let me try one of those. I'll try one of those next year. Amen. Uh, but we're just celebrating heritage, history. But we say, why is it important for the church to do that? It's important for the church to do that because actually our, our, our history parallels uh, the oppression of the children of Israel. They were also in slavery for 400 years. And, we, and, and, and the people of African descent were in slavery for 400 years here. That's not, that's not something slight. Amen. That's not something light. Amen. And we saw God intervene. Just like God sent Moses, God sent advocates, emancipators. Praise God. He built a team. Amen to secure liberation. And he built up a people in spite of oppression and subjugation and, and uh, tyranny and wow, just uh, chattel slavery was so, so, uh, so heinous. Amen. You know, we don't even know our names. Amen, somebody. Amen. That's why I call, we call each other brothers and sisters. Might just be <laughs> hey brother, hey sister Amen, might just be uh, and, uh, But one day God says he's going to give us a new name And we're going to discover our old names too Amen, it's going to be interesting Amen uh, And, we, and we, we just make up a plethora of colors and hues Look at me, amen I had somebody call me half white the other day <laughs> To my face Pastor, I say, Pastor, why you do that? I done done my DNA stuff. I'm 68% African. I'm proud of my percentile. Amen. And, you know, if, if you know, really know my lineage, it's South American. So I'm Mitch, my dad was from Suriname, South America. Amen, somebody. So, uh, you know, even the whites that are part of my, uh, my DNA, they're not from Great Britain. Amen. They from Scandinavia, Portugal, and places like that. Amen, somebody. But anyhow, we got a diverse lineage and background and history and connection. And, uh, but the kingdom overrides and supersedes all of that. Did you know that? We're part of the family of God. Amen. We're part of the family of God. And the family of God includes everybody and anybody. Amen. Everybody and anybody. And that's unfortunate that we see, still see segregation in the church. 
Not that, you know, not that it, should be, it shouldn't be that way, but we still see it. And uh, we're asking God to, to entire, to remedy that and make this a household that's diverse across the country. It's going to happen because, you know, the, uh, the, the numbers say it's going to shift in time. Uh, but, uh, but God wants us to celebrate all people. Uh, I uh, also meant to pray for Christine uh, Joseph Budrum, who, uh, who is her son, Rashim, and, and uh, is, uh, is ill. She's recovering. Uh, also want to pray for uh, Mariah Nunn, uh, Crystal and Dennis's, Dennis Harris's daughter. She's going to be going through a procedure, amen, uh, this week. Y'all ready to get into the word a little bit? We'll get back to some of these announcements later. Uh, there's a couple of little things we want to mention before we leave out today. But let's, let's jump into the word. Uh, we're on a series of messages entitled Better Than Life. But the then is kind of under, uh, under, you know, in the background a bit. So we're talking about a better life. Amen. And, uh, and so we've been exploring what does it mean to live a better life? What does it mean to experience that? What does it mean to embrace that? What does it mean to, uh, to have the tools uh, to achieve that? Praise God. Jesus said, I came that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Praise God. So, so Jesus has made available to us what we need to live a better life. Amen, somebody. And, uh, but... In order to delineate and to, you know, have this revelation occur in our lives, we, gotta, we can't have two masters. Amen, somebody. Uh, the word says you're going to either love the one or hate the other, but you can't have two. You've got to have one master. Because if not, you're headed toward a different destination. There are two destinations. There are two destinies. So to, lead, to meet the preferable destination and destiny for us, we have to be in Christ. Somebody say, in Christ. I celebrate the Christians in the house today uh, who, uh, who have made some choices. Even your choice to be here today. Praise God. I'm thankful to God by his grace that he drew you to this place. It is by his grace that we are drawn. Amen. Everybody isn't. Some people are never drawn. Some people stay rebellious. Some people stay in that place of rejection and skepticism and cynicism and doubt about the things of God. But those who entertain it, they make themselves available to be a recipient. Amen. To be bequeath, bequeath the heritage of knowing Christ and living in him and having a better quality of life as a result of it. Amen. You know, we're living in the curse. Amen. We're living in the curse. Whether you realize now, I know we're trying to create little paradises. I know we're trying to create, you know, you know, an oasis in the midst of the desert. But we're in the curse. The curse says that you're going to experience pain. Amen. You're going to experience suffering. Amen. That women are going to experience pain in childbirth. Amen. It says that we're going to have to work hard to produce. Amen. That labor is a part of, our, 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 of what we go through labor and work, sweat, you know, and, uh, and the vicissitudes in essence of life. In other words, life ain't going to be easy in this dispensation. We're in the curse. We die. 
Amen. That's a curse. Amen. We weren't designed to die. We, 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 were, we were basically given that as a result of our rebellion and sin and distance from God and our deciding that we want to be God. Satan with that temptation, you know, do, do, do you want to be God? And we still are in that dilemma. Amen. Folk want to be their own God. Folk want to, you know, secure their own way. People want to do their own thing. Amen, somebody. People want to be aloof and indifferent and cold and callous toward God. And times haven't gotten better in that sense. They've gotten worse. Amen. Because people listen to the shallow, shallow critiques of spirituality, the things of God, the church of Jesus Christ. Now it's all over social media. Now it's low-hanging fruit on Google. Amen, somebody. So somebody do a little preliminary search, and now they got just enough information to feed their doubts, to feed their fears, to feed their selfishness, to feed their waywardness, to feed their desire to do their own thing. Amen? So they got defenses now. But it's not really defense because it's not based on the word of God. And the problem in our culture is biblical illiteracy. Amen? A, a lack of knowledge. Even, even those who call themselves to be a part of the faith, we lack knowledge of the word of God. If we, if we had the knowledge, we could combat the naysayers. We could be, uh, be a type of apologist where we can deal with the atheists and the agnostics and the doubters and the haters. Amen, somebody. But we're not arming ourselves. We're not resourcing ourselves with the word of God in such a way where we can say, hey, you know something God said? When they talk about hypocrites, we can say, well, the word of God says that uh, the wheat and tares are going to dwell together. The weeds and flowers are going to be there in the church together. In other words, there will be hypocrites in the church. And he said, look, I don't even want you to judge or condemn. That's what the word says. It predicted all of this. He said, I don't even want you to judge that. He said, I'm coming to be the judge. I did not come to condemn. I came to seek and save that which was lost. Amen. I didn't come to condone sin, but I didn't come to condemn people as well. So it's not our job to condemn. It's not our job to judge. Amen. It's our job to get it right and to invite others into the experience that we have as a result of knowing and loving and embracing Jesus. Jesus is absolutely magnificent. Amen. And what he does for you on the, from the inside out, he makes you over in his image. He, he secures you a life of peace and joy. He brings tranquility and calm on a whole nother level. Amen, somebody. So, so we're just thankful to God that Jesus makes a way if we come to him. Amen. You know, but, but if, we, if we listen to the philosophies and the poems and, you know, Invictus, for instance, the last part of the Invictus poem, it says, I'm the master of my fate. I'm the captain of my soul. Really? You the master of your fate? You don't even know what's around the corner. Amen, somebody. But you the master of your faith. You the captain of your soul. You can't touch your soul. You can't feel your soul. You can't quantify your soul. You can't even get in your own mind. You can't control your own dreams, but you in control. Come on, now. How are we going to be in control when we have nightmares? If you was in control, you could just say, nightmare, never come back again. But something chased you last night. <laughs> Amen. 
We are so much out of control. You know, we're not in control. We're not the masters. We, but we want to be masterful in our understanding of self-mastery. Amen, somebody. When we ought to be led by revelation, the word of God. Amen. Not evolution. Amen. You know, this concept that we're evolving, we're getting better, we're getting more enlightened, we're getting more knowledgeable about the workings of the world. And you know, the science changed about every 10 years. They used to tell you, don't eat an egg. Now they're saying, eat some egg. <laughs> now what happened? They tell you, you know, now they tell you, you know, you eat, you need to eat some egg. That could be contributing to Alzheimer's and things like that. Every now and then, we just change our mind, but we the experts. We're just practicing. We're just practicing, experimenting, getting some, you know, pontificating, getting some stuff out there that we believe, that we think as scholars, that we espouse. Amen. But it ain't right. Amen. We're still discovering. And everything that we do, we're riding on the wave of what God has established. Amen. God created this world. God created the atmosphere. God created all the elements in the atmosphere, including electricity, radio waves, you know, the, the waves at television waves. So all of that was in place. We didn't create any of that. We're just riding on his wave. Amen, somebody. So, so, so God wants us to understand that I have to I have to enthrone him for a better life. I have to relinquish my control and, and, and not relish my being in control. Praise God. And I have to overcome the old adages, the traditions, the, the superstitions that I've been exposed to. And I have to embrace the word of God. Amen. Isaiah 5 and 13 said, therefore, my people go into exile for lack of knowledge. Amen. Hosea 4 and 6 says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because they have rejected knowledge. We're talking about revelation. Amen. In, in Acts 17 and 11 says, now, now these Jews are more noble than those in Thessalonica. They receive the word with all eagerness, examining. They receive the word with all Eagerness, they receive the word with a spirit of expectation and anticipation. They, they receive the word eagerly, examining the scriptures daily. Not just when Pastor gave you the outline. Amen. But they examined the scripture daily to see if these things were so. These things were celebrated by the Apostle Paul, praise God. And, 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 and I can't lean on my own understanding. Proverbs 3, 5 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding. It goes on to say, in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So we're in a race. Amen. And some stuff got to die for us to compete. Amen, somebody. So we either dead, died, or dying. Amen, somebody. Amen. And, and, and if, we, if we've dead in the spiritual realm, then we start living. When I kill me, amen, my will, my way, my words, my reflections, my imaginings, my thinking, my processing, when I, when I die, amen, then I can begin to live in this resurrection life. You know, even baptism represents a burial, death and burial, a submersion, 
you know, an immer immersion of ourselves underwater, praise God, so that we can come out walking under water to walk, walk in new life. Amen. A new life, a rebirth experience. Amen. I got to be born again. Amen. I got to be made over and renewed in, in the power of my God. I got to tap into the spiritual content that God is building and growing in me. If I'm of faith, I can tap into the fruit of the spirit. I can have love. That leads to a better life. I can have joy. That leads to definitely a better life. If I can hit that big belly laugh, amen, and have joy in the midst of whatever's going on, I can laugh and laugh and laugh, amen. You know, there's an old story about, uh, about the Native American, how serious they were, amen. And, and, and in contrast to African Americans, how we could be silly sometimes, amen. We'd be out there in the fields laughing and chuckling and having a good time. And figuring out, trying to figure out, but that seriousness, they say that seriousness led to partial genocide. Amen. Just too serious. Don't even know how to laugh. Amen. Now that's an oversimplification, but I'm just sharing with you. Temperament makes all the difference in the world. And your disposition, if you can't have joy, amen, if you can't have laughter, even when things are tough, then I'm not really in Christ. Because the word of God says the joy of the Lord is my strength. Amen. So in Christ's joy, I find strength and stamina and stability and the ability to overcome, praise God. So at the point where I'm overly melancholy, overly bluesy, moody, you know, I can't get, it, get a smile. I can't squeeze a smile. I can squeeze plenty of frowns. Amen, somebody. But God wants us to come into this place of joy where we're alive. So there has to be a declaration. Somebody say a declaration. A declaration that Jesus is Lord in my life. And then I have to, I have to begin this process of becoming a worshiper. Amen. You know, too many Christians are not even worshipers. Non-worshipers. I'm talking about a worshiper. Amen. Thankful. Praiseful appreciative, you know, reverent, the mysterium tremendum, that's, that's this mysterious nature of God, the reverence of God is satisfying. Amen, somebody. So I come into the presence of God with thanksgiving. I enter into these holy precincts with gratefulness and appreciation on my lips. I'm unashamed. God, Paul said, I'm unashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. It is the wisdom of God. Fool, it seems foolish to some folk. You know, it does seem foolish to some folk because, because Jesus either got to be real or he a lunatic. Amen. That's just, how, that's just all it is to it. Either he crazy or he real. Amen. To say he God and he ain't God, that means he, you know, one of y'all see you God, they're going to put you in the, in the insane asylum. God like tendencies. God like a God complex. They call it a God complex. Amen. So either he's real or he's not. So the leap of faith tells me that he is real. His resurrection has not been refuted. Amen. His, his teachings are, are still relevant and impeccable. Praise God. The church that he birthed is still alive. 2,000 years out, still alive. What he ushered in, what he uh, what, he, what he instituted is still alive and strong, praise God. 
It's a testament to the power of our God, the power of the Father, the power of the Son, and the power of the Holy Spirit. And those who know Jesus, you know him in here and in here, praise God. You can feel him in your bones, praise God. So he's alive. So now he's alive in the power of my testimony. Amen. He's alive in me, praise God. He touched, you know, the old, the old folks say, he touched me. That's the song, he touched me. You know, something came over my soul. Amen. Because he touched me. Literally, figuratively, symbolically, he touched me. And as a result of the, that touch, my life changed. My trajectory changed. My outlook on life changed. My perspective about life changed. My will, my way changed. Where I went, where I used to go, I don't go anymore. My, my thoughts about things and people, they have shifted. That's been a significant paradigm shift until God, I know God is real. And I know he's real not just because he touched me. I've seen him touch and change others. Amen, somebody. But let me give one caveat, one warning. Don't be in the house and lost. In the church and still lost. Amen. In the church and still really not sure, really don't know Jesus. Don't let this, this become a, a traditional exercise, you know, a routine, a ritual. Amen. Let it become real. You have to go into your secret closet, steal away, call on God until he really touches you. Then nothing that we ask you to do will feel like drudgery. Worship will be a true celebration. You wonder, well, when I'm going to get that spirit? When I'm going to get that quickening? When, when I'm going to feel like doing that holy dance? Amen? When, when, I, when I'm going to feel the energy and the presence? It's, it's because of relationship that I feel it. Amen? It's because of relationship that I get it. It's because of relationship that I, that I catch it, praise God. It's because of relationship that I desire to spread it, amen, that I then become contagious. Spreading the good news of our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ. Amen. So we don't want you lost. We want you freed up in the name of Jesus Christ. We want you better because Christ has made it better. Amen, somebody. In, uh, in Hebrews uh, uh, 12, 12, 28, it says, Therefore let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And thus let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and Oh, acceptable worship. Worship that's pleasing to God. That's heartfelt, passionate, spiritual, and spirited worship. We named this church Rejoice in the Lord Ministries. Amen? What does that mean? That means a value for extravagant, lavish, heartfelt, passionate worship. Amen? Praise. Magnifying God. We're coming to this place to lift up Jesus. Somebody say, let's lift him. Amen? Matter of fact, just go ahead and lift him for a minute. Say, thank you. Jesus, we honor, praise, magnify, and lift you. Put something on your lips in praise of him. We love you, God. Tell him you love him. Tell him you celebrate him. Tell him you shout hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Hosanna to God, our God, our mighty God, our glorious God, our lovely God, our powerful God, our providing God, our protecting God. Somebody shout, thank you, Lord. Amen. So, so worship is important and vital to birthing a better life. If I'm going to have a better life, I got to become a worshiper. Amen, somebody. But we live in a culture, in a society that's drowning in distractions. 
so many distractions. Computers and video games and, you know, television and, you know, sports and entertainment. And, you know, it's just so much that can distract and take us off the path. You know, I, I, I know Satan is loving this era. He's loving it. You know, because when it, when it was quieter, there was more time for reflection. You know, getting into your thoughts and getting up under the creation. Some of us ain't looked at the stars in so long, unless it's, uh, unless it's uh, you know, that show. <laughs> How, what's the name of that show? Hmm? Dancing with the Stars or something like that. American Idol, The Voice. <laughs> we did, that's them, them, the chalk, them the stars we checking out. <laughs> Look at that star, amen. You know, she's a star, he's a star, you know, that kind of thing. So, so, so he can so easily distract us and derail us and keep us preoccupied. You know, he, he ain't got to crush you. All he got to do is keep you busy. You're so busy, so preoccupied, so distracted that you can't earmark any time to God. We're so into our careers and our occupations and our professions. We, you know, we're so enamored with, with climbing the ladder of success until we don't have time to meditate. We don't have time to pray. God forbid, time to study. Study the word of God. Wait a minute now. Ain't church enough? <laughs> Isn't that what we need to do? Just come to church and pass the heathen study? No, that, that don't get you what you need to get. Amen, somebody. That's my, that's my, <laughs> that's accruing, that's accruing to me. That's accruing to my expertise and my skills and my gifts. That, that you know, I, I love feeding y'all, but I, I love feeding myself too. Amen. Wouldn't it be great if, 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 if I didn't have to just always feed you, but you just learn how to feed yourself? See, that's a powerful experience, to feed yourself. Then you come out of spiritual, you know, diapers, praise God, and move into spiritual maturity. You come out of childhood and you come into adulthood when you feed yourself. The word of God says, you know, to study, to show yourself approved, a workman need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. That wasn't just a prescription for preachers. That wasn't just for the professional holy man. I appreciate being able to do this full time for my adult life, but I ain't the only one. It's about the priesthood of all believers. It's about us all being empowered and equipped to do this work. Can I get a witness in the house? So we're drowning in distractions and drowning in the noise. Amen, somebody. If not that, we're trying to do self-repair. You know, repair yourself. You can't repair you. Amen. You know, you can't clean yourself up. You know, Jesus is the one who cleans the fish. If we try to clean ourselves up or clean somebody else up, we're going to gut you. Amen, somebody. But Jesus knows how to do it with surgical precision. You know, get rid of that dross, those impurities, those, 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 those pollutants, that, that stuff that erodes and corrodes and, 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 and picks at the soul, praise God. He knows how to get rid of those hang-ups and those hurts and those generational curses and all that stuff that we still are plagued with and haven't grappled with. We just push it down, but it comes out sometimes. It comes out with short fuses. It comes out with irritation, agitation, frustration. Amen. It comes out with, 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 with the irrational and the illogical coming forward and we're just moving in our feelings. God, but God wants to repair that breach. He wants to heal you inside and out. He wants to make you whole in them and you can't do this by yourself. Amen. I, 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 can, I, can, uh, I can make this right. No, you need some help. 
You know, you can't do this in isolation. You need revelation. Amen. So others want to be a tough boy, a tough guy, a tough girl. Amen. I'm tough. You know, in other words, I'm rejecting because that's just who I am. I'm staying here. I'm stuck here. I'm stubborn about it. This is who I am. I'm doggedly ignorant. <laughs> don't need no teacher. Don't need no revelation. Don't need no instruction. Don't need no guidance. Don't need no knowledge. Don't need no wisdom. I got this. Amen. And that's, how, that's the mindset. You know, this is how I was made. Amen. Lumping or leaving. So no, 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 no receptiveness to transformation. No receptiveness to God molding you, shaping you to the contours of his specifications. Amen, somebody. That's not how you, that, but you know something? That's why you can't change yourself because if you think you were made like that, you need to be remade, reborn. Amen. Reshaped, refashioned, revived, reinvigorated. You need a spiritual makeover from the inside out, praise God. You need some surgery that only Jesus can perform. And we can't do this by ourselves, so that's why it's important to walk in Christ and to walk in his word. Amen. To walk in the will of the Savior and walk according to the logos, the word of God. Amen. For the people of God. And we're thankful to God for his blessing us with the word. But some of us, want to, again, want to change ourselves. It reminds me of the folk that it tickled me sometimes. You know, folk uh, got a dishwasher. Amen, somebody. But they wash the dishes before they put them in the dishwasher. And, you know, I'm, I'm like scratching my head. Like, now, You know, I remember we was kind of moving on up, my family. When I uh, was going into 10th grade, we moved to another neighborhood, really nice neighborhood for African Americans at the time. I, I had come off the, the dead end road with the oyster, oyster, oysters, oysters for pavement. You know, just, you know, I, we were poor, but we didn't know we were poor. Amen, somebody. So we moved on up a little bit and got in a nice labor and we had a, we had a dishwasher. Amen, somebody. Well, you know, mom and sisters and them, everybody's still used to washing them dishes. I ain't washed them dishes. Mm -mm, I ain't washing the dishes before you put them in the dishwasher. We about to test the mantle of this dishwasher. <laughs> Amen. And guess what? My dishes came out just as clean as theirs. They did not know the difference. Amen. But some of us think we got to put our lives in the pre-wash cycle. Amen. That we got to try to clean up our lives first. But God is the one who can clean your life up. You can't clean your life up by yourself. Amen. Just get into the presence of God. Worship him in spirit and truth. Explore and dive deep into his word. And the word and the worship will begin to transform your heart and your mind. Be sincere and succinct and like a laser beam focused in on God to be, a, be in relationship with him. And in that relationship, the birthing of freedom, the birthing of emancipation, the birthing of deliverance, the birthing, birthing of being set free is launched into motion. Amen, somebody. So, 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 so we launch into motion this, this washing that only God can give. This, this getting rid of the guilt that only God can give. This getting rid of the shame that only God can give. This getting rid of the, the embarrassment that only God can give. The get rid of, getting rid of the secret sins that only God can give. How he heals from the inside and out. Amen. So we don't need to get in the pre-wash cycle. Amen. You don't need to wash yourself before you submit yourself to be washed by God.
Amen, somebody. So, 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 uh, you know, I remember we did what we called back in the day, we did spring cleaning. Anybody, anybody around here did that kind of thing, spring cleaning? Lord, today. It was, uh, it was something. You know, they, we had something called the clothes room coming up. In the clothes room, that's where all the clothes went, you know. We, you know, they just went in there. there no organiz organization, no nothing like that. And so spring cleaning meant that things were going to get a whole lot worse before they got better. Amen? They were going to get bad. You know, you're going to pull everything out. you get everything in disarray. And then you're going to try to reorganize. And as a child, I'm thinking, whoa, this is going to take a week. <laughs> this is going to take me off the playing field for a while. And, you know, just it was a frustrating experience as a kid talking about some spring cleaning. We're going to wash the windows. We're going to we're gonna we're gonna cut the we're gonna cut the weeds off the fence. Fence, defensing the weeds on the fence. That was one of my greatest hatreds. Cut the weeds off the fence. So 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 spring cleaning. But God wants us to submit ourselves to His gradual cleaning. You know it ain't it ain't, it's not that kind of cleaning. Some of us think that God just gonna you know knock you in the head, knock you down down and just do a brain transplant. No, that's not what he does. He renews day by day. Day by day, he renews the mind. Praise God. It's not a spring cleaning with him. It's a lifelong journey, praise God, where he walks with you and he talks with you. He delivers you and he sets you free step by step. Amen. Step by step. So, so we got to submit ourselves to coming under the scrutiny of a God who has resurrected and wants to give us resurrection power. The one who has been delivered and wants to deliver us. The one who declares unequivocally that we can live and we don't have to die. Amen. We don't have to make a bigger mess with our lives trying to clean up our lives for ourselves. God says, I can make you over. I can renew you. I can give you a better life. If you recognize me as being better than life, I can give you a better life. If you recognize me as being better than life, I'm talking about the life of the world, the life of your preferred passions and desires, the life that you've configured in your mind in terms of what you want to achieve and what success looks like in your mind, God wants to give you success in a different way. He'll still give you, you know, the blessings of achieving much, but he wants you to do it his way. And when you come his way with it, it relieves, it alleviates the fears and the doubts and the sadness and the sickness and the frustration on the journey, praise God. He gives you peace and joy. Somebody say peace and joy. Amen. So we reflect on reaching higher ground because of the power of God. We reflect on coming to Jesus because of the power of God. And let me just parenthetically say it's not enough to come to church. You got to come to Jesus. Amen. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus right now. He is able. He's able to secure you. He is able to satisfy you. He's able to fulfill you. He will never let you down. That's why he declares, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I'll be with you to the very end. That's the God we serve. Amen. A God that allows us to rise out of imprisonment. A God that allows us to escape to the glory of God. You know, some of y'all remember, old enough to remember, you know, the stories of, or maybe even some exposure to Harry Houdini. Remember Harry Houdini? You know, raise your hand if you remember Harry Houdini. You know anything about him? 
okay, pretty good, pretty good cross section. But, but he was uh, not like Martin illusionists and magicians, but he was an escape artist. Amen. And so, uh, so he could escape from shackles. He could escape from handcuffs. They even put him in jail cells, and he would escape from jail cells. He could escape from uh, straight jackets. You know, all this kind of thing. They say he had a, a little pocket flap in his mouth where he put his tools, you know, where, where he could pick the lock, you know. He, so, so they'd search him and everything, make sure that he didn't have any foreign objects on him, uh, you know, going into the lockdown before he performs this phenomenal escape. So he escaped from every situation, amen. But in one instance, he was in a Scot Scottish jail, and he just couldn't get out. You know, he's gotten out of shackles, gotten out of handcuffs, gotten out of straitjacket, but he could not unlock that door. Could not unlock it, no matter how hard he tried. So this was going to be his first failure, escaping. And, uh, and so he just got so frustrated. So frustrated. And then finally he just leaned up against the door. <laughs> the door was open. They never locked the door. Amen, somebody. You know, and, and, and let me tell you something. If you lean on Jesus, y'all hear me? You lean on him. The door ain't locked. You can get out. You can get away. You can escape. The door is open through him, praise God. But you've got to lean on him. Lean not unto your own understanding. All thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your Lean on Jesus. Lean hard. Strongly. You know, take the leap of faith. Get, just get in and he'll open doors that no man can shut. He'll shut doors that no man can open. The Jesus Christ that we serve has the power to open doors. He has the power to release you. He has the power to bring you out of imprisonment, shame, doubt, fear, guilt, embarrassment. He can give you overcoming power. Can I get a witness in the house? He's able to bless you. He's able to lift you. He is the lifter of your head. He is the one that declares that you are the head and not the tail. He is a blesser and a, one, a giver of favor. So acknowledge him. Lean, 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 lean on him. Don't lean on your own wisdom. Don't, don't lean on your own way. Don't lean on your own opinions. Don't lean on the world's wisdom. Lean on the wisdom of God. Lean on the power of God. Lean on the life in Christ Jesus and doors will open. Doors that you don't even anticipate. Won't you stand all over the house? We want to invite somebody to make a decision, to move out on faith, to, to make a connection, to let him have his way, to, to evidence today that I'm leaning, Lord God. I'm leaning heavily. I'm leaning strongly. I'm leaning confidently. I'm leaning courageously on you. Because on Christ, the solid rock, I stand. All of the ground is sinking sand. So I want to invite somebody to make a decision today. To step out on faith. To connect with Jesus. To connect with the church. You maybe you already know Christ. Now it's time to get a connection with his church, his family, his fold, his fellowship, his community, the family of God. He wants us to do this together. He said, the word says, where two or three are gathered in my name, 
I am in the midst. If you, if you want to be completely confident that God is there, in places, the places of worship, God is there. Amen. Because we agree. Yes. And amen. Yes. And amen. Amen means so let it be. Yes. And amen. Amen to the power of God. Amen to the presence of God. Amen to the peace of God. Amen to the prosperity of our God. Amen to God's promise to extend to us a better life. I want to invite somebody again to make a choice, to make a decision, to step out on faith, to come forward in his name. You don't have to feel a certain way. You just step out. As you move out, my God, our God, will move with you. Amen? And we'll, we'll help you. I want you to turn to people around you and say, I'll walk with you. Say, say to somebody in there, y'all walk with you. Come on. Help me out, y'all. Help me make this invitation. I'll walk with you. This is today that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. Come in his name. Let him have his way. We're going to worship for a few moments. And we extend you an invitation to come to affirm or reaffirm your faith, to dedicate or rededicate your life. Now is the time. Now is the time. Thank you for your consuming power captured my heart. Come on, every heart praying all over the house. Every heart worshiping. Praying and worshiping. Thank you, Jesus. Decision making time. Decision-making time. Decision-making time. Let him have his way. Jesus. 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 He's more than enough. Anybody love that name? The name above every name? Come on. Every heart praying, it's decision making time. You may be new in the community, seeking a church home, want to affirm your faith in Jesus, want to be filled with the Spirit, born again, need prayer. We invite you to come. Thank you, Lord. Praying and worshiping, praying and worshiping. Somebody's at the point of decision. Come on, we'll meet you as you move out. Jesus. Maybe there's a family, maybe there's a couple. Decision making time.